Ahoy there and welcome to the Design That Scales weekly podcast. I'm your host Ben and this is your weekly dose of design tips and tricks to scale your business. So I have a little fun fact. Back when I was responsible for the brand at eBay, it was my job to introduce the internal business as well as external agencies to the new brand rollout. eBay went from having like a restricted color profile. So think they're yellow, blue, red, and green to a rainbow of colors. Now there was obviously some guidelines that went with the new brand um, on how to use the new colors effectively. However, for our non-designer friends, it wasn't really explained well and it was quite hard to use. Um, One of the lead financial officers who used to report like the eBay financial metrics each week on our all hands, had a go at using the new brand because I said to her in the email, use the new brand, it'll change your life. Let me just tell you what she presented in that meeting was a disaster. It looked like the aftermath of a gay pride parade. Oh, matey! Uh, She used every single color in the new eBay rainbow spectrum, all in one slide. It was a mess. Um, I happened to find it quite amusing at the time, but I was also kind of embarrassed and hoped that my business or my boss didn't think I helped put that one together. Anyway, this leads me onto the topic of today's podcast episode, which is basically design 101 for non-designers. In this episode, I do hope to give you some tips to be able to help you make any of your documents look like you've gone to design school yourself. Wow! So the first tip I want to talk about, or the first biggest mistake I see when uh, non-designers try to design things themselves, is white space. So if you're not sure what white space is, white space is any section of a document that is unused or basically the space around an object. So white space helps separate paragraphs of text, graphics, and other portions of a document. So this one is the biggest mistake I see with non-designers, is the lack of white space. It's like a lot of a content crammed into an itty bitty space. It's like when the genie comes out of the bottle and says, Phenomenal, phenomenal cosmic <laughs> powers, itty bitty living space. Phenomenal cosmic powers. Itty bitty living space. So when you're looking at your document, try and think of this analogy. Have you jammed the genie into an itty bitty teeny tiny living space? So this is what I see often with our designers, uh, non-designers in our, in our business when they're presenting something and that is the lack of white space. So um, the other best way to think about white space is thinking of minimalist interiors and uh, interior styling. So I know you can visualize it. There's a few key pieces of furniture with a few embellishments. The room's not overcrowded or complicated. So your anything that you design, whether it's a document or a Google presentation, think about it in the same concept of minimalism. So make sure it's not overcrowded. So the easiest place to start is to just increase the space between elements and your margins by at least two times what you normally would. Basically, the space between the text and the edge of the paper is the margin. So you want to increase that size, make sure there's enough room there. So go two times more than you would normally. Or hey, if you're really feeling bold, go three times. I don't think you can ever have too much white space or margins around your copy. And then also look at the uh, elements inside of your margins. Things like headers, paragraphs, images, and making sure that they are spaced evenly as well. If you are struggling or don't have the space, consider an edit of the content that you've put on your design or splitting the content up into multiple pages. So often we find clients are trying to say too much on a marketing collateral or on a particular slide on their presentation. So if you can edit the copy to be punchier, that's a great place to start. 
If not, consider breaking it into multiple pages. If it's a Google slide presentation, for example, you have the advantage you're presenting this to somebody. So you don't feel like you need to put it all on one slide. You're taking them on the journey. So feel free to break it out into more narrow focused size content pieces. Yes, it'll make your slide okay. longer, but it will look a lot more schmick and make your presentation feel on point. So the advantages of looking at wide space, it'll make your content and marketing easier to read, which makes it more digestible, and you guessed it, more engaging. So the rules of thumb, one, whatever you're doing now in terms of spacing between elements, double it. If you have read Marie Kondo or watched the Netflix series, take a Marie Kondo approach to your content. Is it serving a purpose or is it just collecting dust? If so, thank it and let it go. And number three, if all else fails, add a page or a slide to your marketing or your design or your document to make it more user-friendly. So to take your users on a more satisfying visual journey. Number two is edit the visuals. So this is the next big one for me. You're not a designer and maybe you're trying to add in some creative flair. Well, you probably added in way too many fonts. Again, good design is about what you take away rather than what you add to the design. And it's a very similar process when you're writing copy, apparently. It's not about what you write, it's about what you take away. So limit yourself to two fonts. Keep your font sizes consistent. One size for headers, one for paragraphs is a great place to start. Once you have this looking super schmick, neat and tidy, then you can either consider introducing a flare font. So a flare font is something that we would use that brings emphasis to certain things, whether it's call to action or just something that you wanna highlight in a word or a copy, uh, something you wanna draw attention to. So you can use a third font for this. Um, alternatively, if you wanna keep it really uh, neat and tidy, you could just use uh, your primary font and just play around with capitalization uh, making things bold or even just changing the color of words that you want people to draw attention to. This is a great and simple way to add some emphasis and flair. However, a great place to start, I think if you want to think what sizes should my fonts be, I would recommend you start with three font sizes. First one is a heading one. This is the largest font size and it's used to for the title of your document or your marketing or it's the biggest value if you're thinking about it from a marketing point of view. It's the thing you want people to see straight away. It's the oomph, it's the in your face. Boom, kabang! Uh, heading number two is the secondary heading. It's gonna be smaller than your first one and it just helps uh, introduce sections of copy. And the last one is paragraph. So you want a standard paragraph font size for all of your documentation, presentation or marketing collateral. So. Consider how you write your headings as well and keep them consistent. This is one I see all too often with varying uh, degree in brands that don't have a brand guide or people just going rogue. And that is how headlines are written. So think about whether or not they should be title case, all caps or lowercase. If you have a brand guide and it's in there, make sure you follow it. If not, now's a great time to just stick to one thing and make it look schmick and keep it going throughout all of your collateral. So consistency with fonts is key. That's the great biggest takeaway, but keep it simple. Your viewers and your readers will thank you. Thank you. Next one, number three, which is too many colors. Okay, so you've popped the Skittles and tasted the rainbow. Mm. Your presentation doesn't need to look like your snack choice, okay? Okay. So if your brand has brand colors, stick to those before introducing new colors into your presentation or document. If you've just been going rogue up until this point and you have a brand guide, go open that baby up and have a look at what your colors are. If you run out of brand colors um, from your brand guide, say you're producing a complicated pie chart for a meeting, 
consider using tints or shades of the some of the existing brand colors to make things feel on brand. So if you're not sure what I mean by that, a tint is basically a lighter version of a color and why it becomes lighter or becomes a tint is you basically add white to it to lighten it up. So say if you had just a standard blue, it would become a light blue or a sky blue. And a shade, besides throwing shade, that's not the same thing here. We're not throwing shade or reading people, but a shade is the opposite of a tint. It basically adds some black to the color to make it darker. So the blue would become say a navy blue. So if all else fails and you're not sure what, sure what to do with color, stay within black and white and gray because uh, they're neutral and should work across various things. Won't be as sexy as adding colors, but that's my go-to tips uh, for colors. And the last one is bad images. Okay, so this one's hard to explain, but it's one of the biggest mistakes we see. Or, and it's one that's probably not intentional to be bad, but it's the usage of bad images. So images or photography that looks like stock photos. And what I mean by that is it looks staged, looks cold, looks sterile, doesn't make you feel anything. It's just stock photo. And then the flip side to that would be looking using really bad clip art or using icons that you've stolen from Google that are all different shapes, sizes, widths, and thicknesses. So the first place to look for good images is does your business have a photography repository? If so, go, go there. If not, it makes it a little bit harder, but I would consider looking for images on Splash or Pexels. That's P-E-X-E-L-S. Uh, they're all free. I look for photos that feel authentic and like they were taken by a friend. Something that has a lifestyle feel and a vibe rather than something stark and cold. So look at the image, make, see if it feels something for you. Does it feel like a moment? If so, those are usually the best images uh, in terms of feeling a bit more authentic and the staged. Say if you want to find an image without a background, you know you do, try searching Google using the, these keywords. So say you want to search for a picture of an apple and you want it to have no background so that you can put it anywhere in your presentation and it'll go. You search Google for Apple, PNG, transparent, and it'll hopefully find you all the images it has of an apple with no background. So obviously if you're using this externally for marketing, you don't want to do this because it's against copyright, but if it's an internal presentation, go nuts. Again, I can't stress enough, when using images, please refer to point number one, i.e. white space. Make sure that you always put enough white space around images as well to give them room to breathe. So if you follow these basic design tips, your documents will take a new lease of life. It will be super easy to digest and draw attention to what you want your viewers to absorb with your document or marketing. So if you're not a designer, the world and we will appreciate you so much more if you just keep it super simple. Think minimalism, really boring, but boring design, if you do it right, will actually look super, super schmick. So learn the basics that I just mentioned above, wide space, pull back on your fonts, make sure they're all the same size, use colors within the brand or find ways to use the restricted color profile and then find good images. If you can do all of these basics, learn these basics and leave the crazy design elements to the pros. So that's all I have for you today on the Design That Scales weekly podcast. If you want to get in touch, feel free to slide into our DMs on Instagram at 55 Knots Agency. Until next time, fair winds and smooth seas.